What's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Today is a Thursday as we're recording this. Thank you to everyone for listening. This is Geeks Who Watch Football. You can find us on our Facebook page. You can tweet at me. I'm at MadTitan1018. Thank you to everyone who is listening, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, you name it. Please leave a review. Please leave a like. Please do whatever. Any involvement you have helps the show grow and develop. I'm going to be having Garrett join me in just a little bit because today we are doing part three of the Retro Review series. We are doing Sly 3 Honor Among Thieves. We covered the first two games. So for those of you who've been playing along, we are on the third one. Just to give you a little bit of an update what's going on this weekend, we will be doing a review of Loki with Kevin and Phil. In addition, next week it's back to normal. We will be doing a Tuesday episode about on sports and a Thursday episode on video games. And next Thursday, it's going to be the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart review. And then the following week, we will be doing we will be wrapping up the Sly Cooper series with Garrett with Sly Thieves in Time. So for those of you who have been playing along in this like video game book club, like whatever you want to call it. You will have two weeks to beat Ratchet and Clank Thieves in Time. Or Ratchet and Clank. Oh my God. <laughs> Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. I'm not cutting that out. I'm leaving it in. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will be next week's review. So two weeks later, it will be Sly Cooper. And then we will be doing a series re-ranking. We'll have a fun episode with that and how we're going to structure it. I haven't decided 100% yet, but it will be a different structure than just, oh, what do you think is the best game in the series? We'll have fun little interesting ways to divide it up, like best boss battles, best ending, best opening, best visual style, best music, and all that fun stuff. So once again, thank you to those who are listening. Uh, I've been neck deep in Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart. Some other games, I do have to go back and play Neo Replicant. I'm a few hours into that. Just a quick reminder, once I am done with Ratchet and Clank, once I am done with the Sly Cooper series, per the voting, for thank you to those of you who voted on the Instagram story and on the Facebook poll, I will be doing the Mass Effect series next, the remastered collection on PS4. I'll be playing it on PS5, but it was the PS4 version. So I will be going through that as the next part. But back to normal week next week. Like I said, sports on Tuesday, video games on Thursday going to be bringing garrett on now to talk about slide three on our monk thieves hope you guys enjoy joining me once again is garrett we hello, are in hello we are in number three of the sly cooper series <laughs> this is I, i'm not gonna lie Garrett. this is actually pretty fun for me i've been telling you i've been trying to pound out as many of the cooper games i've been like on a now i know like what ha- i'm experiencing what happened to you when you did your treehouse story because mm-hmm. I like blew through Sly one and two, Sly three I went through relatively quick because I was I had beaten Sly three like the day when we did our Sly two review, so that's been typed up and stored away. And currently I'm like three quarters of the way through Thieves in Time. So right. for those who have been following along, uh, for like the six people who are actually playing it, <laughs> probably <laughs> less than that. Let's be honest, but um, yeah. I, this is a tough one. I'm actually intrigued to see how you think about it, because I think this is a game that my opinion changes on it like the most. 
for right. better sometimes and for worse. I teeter totter on this one. I think the most out of all four of them. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the more you play it again, the more it grows on you compared to playing it right after slide two. Like back in the day, it was a yes. different type of feel. And I think that's what, and I was going to type up a summary and we could get into it again. And this one does have less worlds and it is a shorter experience than slide two. So this one won't take as long to go world by world. But I think what I get a sense of with slide three is like you said, coming off of slide two for first time playing it, I was disappointed when I first played it back on the PS2 because I think you're coming off slide three is more of a refinement of slide two versus when you're coming off of slide two when it was this dramatic leap from slide one. Mm-hmm. Like you had this open world concept. Now you had playable characters of the trio. You had this rich in-depth story. And then I think in slide three, people were disappointed, including myself when I first played it, because it's not that it's a bad story or anything, but it's a much shorter game. It's like, Oh, they made refinements, but they didn't do anything dramatic or drastic. Mm-hmm. And I think, in the story, I think while I've learned, I've grown to respect and like it a lot, it's just because I think Slide 2 by far has the best story in the series. And it's like, um, I don't think that necessarily t- takes away from it because I think there's parts of Slide 3 that are very charming. But I think the story and the game variety of gameplay is what I think divides so many fan bases on this game. Because there's a lot of people who think this is the fav- their favorite game of the series and they can make a good, strong argument for it. Right. And then there's other people who think it's the weakest in the series because it, it for a Sly Cooper game has the, this is the game where sucker punch said they wanted to mix it up. And I think I playing through it again, I know you probably, have, I don't know if you feel the same way. I've grown to respect Sly three more because it did try to do something different versus the other three games. Mm-hmm. Cause Sly one and two were very heist heavy track down a gang, steal something from each gang member fight clockwork at the end i know it was right. clock low at the end of two but it's the same concept where sly three throws that out the window it is not a gang you're hunting down you are not trying to steal something specifically except for the pirate world from somebody you are recruiting gathering a posse to do a one big heist at the end which is very mm-hmm. similar to mass effect two story for those who know mass effect series it's very similar to that game and that's right. still like a heist movie vibe to me when people say, oh, I'm like, no, it's an Ocean's 12 vibe versus like, you know, another heist movie. It's still a heist movie vibe, but it's just not the same format. The bosses don't have anything to do with each other. They're not a connected gang. You know, I think and I personally grown to respect that a little more that they tried something different here instead of just, OK, it's another gang that steals something. Sly has to hunt them down one by one by one. And I think I like that it's not that formulaic. Yeah, I think the last, this past time I played it, it definitely, it was just a totally different experience than when I played it the the original time, especially right after back to back with slide two. And I think, I think it's like you said, a huge part of it from fans that had just finished slide two, you're expecting this long, intricate, you know, game where the, worlds that had the same bosses twice in a row so it's really extended out and then sly three you know obviously doesn't follow that which i think is fine looking yes playing it now i get it um sly two is just different in that aspect 
but I don't think Sly 3 is any worse for that reason now that I play it again by itself. Because I actually really, really enjoyed Sly 3 a lot playing it the last time. I like, and I'm so glad to hear you say that because playing through Sly 3, because I did play on PS3 this time. So I was mm-hmm. not having the input lag of playing on PS Now or any of that. I'm like, nope. I'm and I'm playing Thieves in Time on PS3 as well. <clears throat> um, I really, really, really dig this game more so the more I play it. Like you said, like I, you and I have fond memories of the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, that was prevalent no matter what. I'm glad they still have that in the HD collection. But I just think like this game has aged really well from a game like you could tell with Sucker Punch. They tried when they were interviewed. They said this was like their farewell to Sly Cooper. And I think fans of Sly Cooper will like this game, especially I'm more like reminiscent of it because it does have the best, and we'll get into it in the review, but it does have the best send-off of the three games. Yes. Even fourth game, if you want to include Thieves in Time. Like that ending is whoo. And yeah. it's not even just the Cooper vault. That whole last world quote-unquote is a banger that's like how you do a final world like they nailed it and it's and it pulled so much of the history of sly and just the stories all together into one Uh, they just like you said it was just a banger they they make sure they kind of like touch base on everything one and two do and they kind of wrap it up into one final finale and I, yeah, I 100% agree. It's just like Sly 3 to me. I like that the gameplay was uh, varied. But once again, I think they saw that, let's be honest, there were parts of Sly 2 that did grow repetitive gameplay-wise that did drag yes. on. And I think Sly 3 remedies that to maybe to almost too far. But I actually kind of like the fact that no missions are the same really in this game. Like right. the Murray Ball mission, which is... <laughs> to me the ball form you do it like twice in the whole game like so it doesn't overstay its welcome if you don't like a mission okay you probably won't have to do it again and i think the you could tell the developers at sucker punch they even said we just threw every idea in our brain in this game they weren't as they weren't as focused on we're going to create this platformer this tight mechanically sound platformer like slide one and two we're just going to take whatever great gameplay ideas come in our head and we're putting it in this game. And mm-hmm. this was, I think the send off to sucker punch to them making serious titles afterwards. Like this was them exiting the Saturday morning cartoon, fun, humorous vibe. Cause then they would go on to make darker titles like infamous and uh, ghost of Tsushima. So right. it's like, they were ready for a change. This was their send off. And I think, that's where some of the crazy ideas come from of like, Oh, this would be cool to make in a game, but you know, eh, you know, we're not going to make it in our future projects. And let's just put it in Sly Cooper. You know what I mean? But add fun. You could tell they just had fun making this game, but they did. They did release that They time constrained. Cause this game only had a one year development cycle versus Sly one and two, which had two year development cycles. And I right. think it shows in some regard, like the absence of clue battles. Everyone says, why in the hell would they get rid of clue battles? I'm like, I think they didn't have time. I think they honestly pushed it to the end. And I think they threw in the thieves missions at the end, the challenges, I think because they were short on time, honestly, because they were, or they already were starting working on infamous one for PS3. Right. So they kind of shorted it a little bit, but aside from that though, Garrett, even though they had a year's time and like I said, we can get into the worlds and intros, but I am surprised how much they packed into this game. 
in terms of not how long it is, but like, there's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of meat, not just like different gameplay varieties, but like multiplayer modes. Like there were so many gameplay modes replaying this game that I'm like, Jesus, there are so many studios that took from this game, like gameplay mechanics that it was so ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Like the pirate ship battles, which everybody's like, Oh, pirate ship battles. But then Assassin's Creed had a game come out called black flag. And everyone's like, and see a thieves came out. And everyone's like, oh, these games are fantastic. I'm like, yeah, but they're literally copy, like, watch those games and then go back and play Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper came out like eight years before these games did. Right. It was ahead of its time, like, with its gameplay ideas that they had. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's good, it's good hearted fun. It wasn't even like, that's what I think I like most about Sly 3. Was it a true quote unquote platformer? No but I don't really care because it felt like a Sly Cooper game still throughout and it kept the fun and heart of the series. And it just felt like a big old thank you to Sly Cooper fans. Right. And I think that's what the game was made for. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if there were some gameplay ideas that were kind of fell flat, even if there were some characters that kind of sucked, they just kind of threw what they had in there and tried to, you know, say this is like knowing that this was very well going to be their last Sly Cooper game. Right. Yeah, I think they they still kept up to par with everything that they had kind of founded the series on. So like the characters, the story, the worlds didn't disappoint in the third world or the third game, um, in my opinion. I think the worlds, like for our slide two review, we really kind of tore apart some of the worlds for yeah. specific reasons. And I'm, maybe we will in slide three too, but from an overall standpoint, I think there's not a world that necessarily stands out to me. That was just like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Like I... they, they definitely did a great job with all of the pieces that kind of make the Sly Cooper game what it is. Yeah, I agree with you. These are, I put in my notes, bigger hub worlds, not necessarily as detail packed in some regard. And the reason I say not as detail packed is it's not that there's not as much going on. It's because there's no clue battles. So there's not as much incentive to explore. And there's no right. treasures. So that's a concern of mine is even though I agree with you, by the way, I think the worlds are better in this game than two, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that there's no treasure. Uh, so when you want to get power-ups, they did make more power-ups though. So instead of having to collect 30 clue battles to get a specific power-up, they did set, they did add those abilities to the store. There's more abilities to purchase in this game than there were in slide two and one. Right. So I, the only thing that's a concern is you have to grind your ass to get that much money. Besides, oh, I, like the I have world. no problem with Sly 3 because of how interesting and fun the power-ups are I had no problem literally thiefing and pickpocketing for like a straight like half an hour just because I knew <laughs> it was worth it I just went to the pirate world man and just had so much fun looting the shit out of everything that's how I yeah. got for it but I agree with you the power-ups in this game seem much seem so much more useful than in prior games mm-hmm. or prior entries like there's the Murray Fists of Flame, which are definitely needed, in my opinion. The upgraded Fire Slam, definitely upgraded needed. The mm-hmm. Sly Cooper moves have been expanded. At first, I didn't like it in the first game or third game, but I like Sly's moves in this. He's so much better in combat in this game versus Sly 1 and 2, and even Thieves in Time. So much better, yeah. Um, and it's like the spin move, the X move, the push and the the spin push and the uppercut move. And I'm like, the you can stealth. level up to three. Yep. Stealth move, the paraglide where you can attack from the air. Yeah, like um, Bentley, good ones too, and expanded hover jump. 
um the grapple cam which adds a machine gun to it like they really do add the three characters the only thing i say that that was a little bit of a weakness for me is they does it i think they officially said it was but doesn't murray seem nerfed in this game or weakened compared to slide two and four um like because i remember he used to kill an enemy like you could do the triangle uppercut punch attack and that would ko him and i feel like that doesn't work anymore in this game like they take an extra two hits like an extra two or three hits and maybe i know that was probably intentional but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily realized it because I, like you said, Fist of Flame is like necessary, and I really take advantage of that power up with Murray left and right. And that's still a one hit KO, yeah. So and Murray's power up still make him a tank, but I'm just talking like basic bitch Murray of mm-hmm. no ability jump ups and stuff. Right. I'm trying to think what else. Pickpacker for money. I agree with you. There's no use for selling items on the store. They just automatically deposit into your account now. Which, which is nice. I mean, the extra, the extra detail of having to sell it on the ThiefNet was cool, but yeah. I, it wasn't like I missed it or anything when no. they took it out. You know, I agree, and I think we just covered the bigger hub worlds. Like I said, we're going to get into each individual world too. Um, I like the expansion of Bentley. I know you keep saying I'm a Bentley lover, and maybe that's why I like this game so much, just because I think they found a way, even though he's in a wheelchair in this game, that they've made Bentley even more fun to play. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the worlds for all these games, Garrett, are much more tailored to all three of the gang members. Yeah, like you could get around better. Like slide two, I felt useless as Murray and Bentley. Like I could not make jumps. I could not get up on ledges. <laughs> I was like, stuck. Yeah, you know how I feel about that. Just listen to the slide two review. It was awful. <laughs> he had to take so many long, different oh. routes just to get back to the hideout. It was crazy. In slide three, there's so many more ways to get around. They've added jump pads. They, they just, it is not just, it's not even just they have more abilities. Like Bentley definitely does to get up more, but they have so many more hidden ways to get around better yeah. for those characters. And not just for those three, because this game obviously expands a crap load. Yeah, Bentley's uh, jetpack really, you know, like, packs a punch in this game. Like, being able to do those super high jumps and, like... Yes, the three tiers. You can really jump. I mean, aside from Sly's paraglide, he definitely has the best jumping ability. Correct. And then, um, I think the addition of pickpocketing for the three of them makes sense, but they did it in an ingenuous way. Mm-hmm. They didn't just say, oh, they could pickpocket now because it takes away from Sly. But they did it different ways. Like Bentley has Bentley's is really cheesy. I'm like, I know Garrett's going to hate this. <laughs> a magnet on a fishing pole. But yeah. it, it is slower than Sly's. It's like they tried to make it like, no, Sly's still the best at it. But you can still make it work with the other two. And I love Murray's. Murray's is like a full-on mugging. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, but Murray it's no- has pickpocketing? How yeah, you can uh, knock a guard down, you know, when you pick him up and then you just hit. Search. Oh, right. You shake him. Yeah. But it's noisy and it alerts other guards. So that's like the trade off. So they still they did it. That's why I said it was an ingenuity way, because one, both of them fit their characters. But Sly is still the quickest and most efficient at it. Mm-hmm. And even Sly. Ben- Bentley is definitely the slowest, but it's also like, you know, when you're pickpocketing Sly and sometimes you get too close and then the guard all of a sudden stops and you accidentally run into him. Run into his ass. Yeah. With Bentley, you don't really run into that because you've got so much length between you. Yes. With the fishing pole and the line. At the time, that... it's just connecting and letting them walk themselves out. Yeah, so, exactly. I, that's what I would do. Hook it and let them walk out of it and get the stuff. Or I would trank dart him and do it that way. Mm-hmm. 
And that's like the pro tip. But yes, there's so many times when I'm playing slide three or slide when I'm pickpocketing, I do the ass and or face and ass just mm-hmm. right into it, just boom. And because the, they stop and I trigger, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Or they're on a hill and you like, you reach the wrong way. And yeah, it gets kind of glitchy sometimes. But I think the other main thing that happens in this game, there was two main points I had left was, uh, there is a lot more characters. So we covered the game variety being all over, but there's also a lot of characters. This is the largest cast of playable characters yet in the Sly series. And I would argue that in the Hulk series as well, even including Thieves in Time. Because of hmm. um, even though Thieves in Time, you get the ancestors per world. So maybe that adds up being the same. But like Sly 3 up until this point, we've only had the three. Mm-hmm. And I think Carmelita was maybe once. And yeah. Carmelita's playable in this now. You know, you have Penelope, even though Penelope is kind of an extension of Bentley. Um, you have the uh, Panda King, you have the Guru, you know, and I like how they're all different. I know some people shit on the Guru, but I like the Guru's abilities when I play through it again because it fits their mantra and it was different. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people shit on him, but I personally like the Guru. I know people poop on the Panda King, but it's like you only play as him twice and I think his gameplay mechanics fine. Oh, yeah. It, and everyone's like, oh, it's not as fun as Sly. Oh, like, um, that's not supposed to be. And two, it's only for two missions. It's not like you're playing. If you don't like the Panda King's missions, there's literally two of them. Mm-hmm. One in the China world. And... That's a good. Yeah. But, and then my last thing I had was uh, the only thing that annoys me. It, it's kind of one of those things that's common. But in this game, it really doesn't make sense is to have Carmelita in every goddamn world. <laughs> Except for one, and they even mention it. She's not in the pirate world. And they even mention, like, oh, you miss Carmelita. I'm like, I don't. (laughs) Well, I think because she's, I mean, she was in pretty much every world when in Sly 2, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. So it's no different, right? It just makes sense more, I think, from a story standpoint in Sly 2. Because Mm. she's trying to hunt them down. And she's tracking them and she's tracking at the same time the clockwork park. So they're ending up at the same spot too because they're converging. Right. Like, no offense, how the hell is Carmelita going to know to go to an Aces tournament? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Unless I she's tracking the Cooper gang specifically. Maybe she is with the mercenaries and she is tracking the Coopers. And they could have mm-hmm. just dropped that in, you know what I mean, in the beginning of the game. But that's what the mercenary units for is to just track Sly Cooper. Right. But, yeah, the pirate world was the only world without her, and they even mentioned it at the end. I'm like, oh, no, I actually liked having the world off from... It's not that I hate Carmelita to the character, it's just mechanic-wise to give it a break and, you know... Right. No, that makes sense. Is there any other abilities or things... They did replace the clue bottles with challenge missions now, which I'm mm-hmm. like... <laughs> I like the clue battles more, but the challenge missions aren't bad. And I like that this is the first game I didn't realize this because Sly 4, you definitely can do this. But in Sly's 1 and 2, you can't. You can replay missions from the hub. Yes. Which Sly 1 and 2, you could not. <clears throat> Sly 4 and, or Thieves in Time in this one, you can, which I think is a nice touch. I didn't think I'd ever want to do that, but it actually is a nice touch because there are some missions like the Canal Chase I actually do like replaying. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it's, I think, I didn't realize the connection between Thieves in Time and Sly 3 and the fact that you get to play as an additional character every world. Yep. Um, I always, 
kind of I think it's because like we said we never really cared for Sly 3 originally at first it didn't have a huge impression and that's why when I played Thieves in Time that introduction or quote-unquote introduction of having an additional character other than the three of them to play each world was so interesting but now that we're talking about it it's finally hitting me that no Sly 3 did that and I knew that all along yep Sly 3 definitely did Um, it's probably not because they're not it's not as impactful as the ancestors, I think, too. I think that has mm-hmm. something to do with it. But like you said, I think it's and I think Thieves in Time would have suffered from the same problem if it came right off the heels of two as well. It's just both of these games suffered from having to follow Sly Two. And right. it's just like Hey, don't don't say suffer in regards to Thieves of Time just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I know we got to get to that one still because I haven't <clears> seen it still. I mean, I beat in the game to be fair before, but yeah, Sly Thieves in Time is the one I beat in the least. And Sly right. 3, I think, is the one I beat in the second least amount. One and two, I beat in the most. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Thieves or Sly 3 has grown on me exponentially. Like, and in my rankings, it was number two. But, and I know we'll, we'll talk about it at the end what my thoughts are. And, it, and Obviously, I won't disclose where it ranks in the series until we beat Sly Thieves in Time. Like until we do that, and I'll say mm-hmm. if it moves up. But I'm I have a much higher regard to Sly Three now than I did before. Yeah, I much completely higher. agree. Much higher regard for it, but I it just makes it just makes sense. Everything like playing it without playing it back to back for me. Like when I played Sly Three most recently, I just picked it up and I played it. I didn't play it before or after any other of the Sly games. I just kind of randomly wanted to kind of go back to that one. Yeah. And it's so bizarre just how different it felt playing it this last time. Like, I have a whole new respect for it. Exactly. And I honestly so. think the first the gameplay variety was going to hurt it like it did Crash Warped, where mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot Warped had this problem. And I'm like, it doesn't age as well. But I'm like, no, the gameplay, I think it actually aged better. I think gameplay-wise, strictly speaking, I think this game aged better, it, maybe even across the board besides the story, obviously, but gameplay-wise and everything, like I think this game has aged better than Sly 1 and 2. I agree, yeah, because like we said like in the Sly 2 review, that like it was very important for missions to kind of be different and stand out, and you know, you assort that memory with the different style of missions, and I think Sly 3 really accomplished that. And all the fun missions in Sly 2, I feel like that you're like, man, that was a good mission in Sly 2, was done better in Sly 3. Mm-hmm. Like, they expanded upon it. Like, World 5 is widely regarded as our favorite, or my favorite at least. I know it's in your top three, but not your favorite. Uh, the Contessa's World, World 2. And all yeah. those missions, with the exception of maybe the Ghost Chase one, they're all done better in Sly 3. Like, the trap yeah. mission's done better in the airplane <clears throat> world. Even the ghost mission of, like, Ooga Booga is done better in China World. Of mm-hmm. slide three, like it's all done better in slide three, in my opinion. So, in terms of gameplay, strictly speaking, right? But, but yeah, I yeah, feel like I this is a good uh time to take a quick break, and then we can, when we get back, we can start right off the bat with the worlds. And I know this one's going to be in parentheses because there's like an intro sequence and then world one, but mm-hmm. so we'll take a quick step away and then we'll get into the worlds. And we are back. Garrett and I were just talking back script about Ratchet and Clank. For those who are still listening and actually follow episode to episode, I will be doing a review of Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart. That is another series, Garrett, that you are a huge fan of as well. Yes. Ratchet and Clank, 
Jack and Daxter and Sly were the trilogy, man. Of- I was just about to say we need a Jack and Daxter remake. I think Naughty Dog's going to make another one. I mean, we can cover that in a podcast episode as well, but I do think Naughty Dog is going to do Jack. or Jack is going to come back, I think. Even if it's not Naughty Dog, I think somebody... Because the rumors were when they did Last of Us Part 1, you know, mm-hmm. PS3, they were 50-50 split on the development team. They voted on it, ironically enough, and it was 50-50 split on the remake a Jack game, go back, or do Last of Us, and they did Last of Us. Ugh. So the team back then was thinking of Jack. And obviously they made the right decision. Last of Us got all these Game of the Year awards, sold millions, yada, yada, yada. But I think the fact that it was that 50-50 split means – with Last of Us Part Two wrapping up and Uncharted, they just wrapped up. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to Jack and Daxter now. I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon's chugging along, I think, you know, but, and we'll cover it with the future of the Sly Cooper series is in our Sly series review when this is all said and done. We can talk about it, but yeah. So we're getting into the worlds now, slide three. And I think it's best we start with, I said the intro, quote unquote, because it starts at the end of the game mm-hmm. and it starts with the heist uh with you're on uh cane island or cooper island whatever the hell it's called skull island i forgot what the heck it's called but it's where the cooper vault is where all the yeah where all the ancestors of sly cooper store their wealth and only a cooper can o- open and it starts with a hint that he learned this from mcsweeney who used to run with his father's gang who was kind of like the murray of his father's gang and when he gets there, he realizes a villain called Dr. Ram set up shop. He goes on the heist. There's random people. They're not, they're showing you the silhouette of them blacked out, but you can kind of make out their voices and put two and two together. Who's helping him. You know, Sly saves Bentley gets stuck on one of Dr. Ram's monsters. And then it's a flat, the whole rest of this game is a flashback to up until that moment. And in the Sly Remaster, I noticed it, but it was funny. They blacked out in the original PS2 version, Dimitri swimming. But if you play the remastered on PS3, you can see Dimitri swimming, and they forgot to black him out. So you can see his <laughs> thing right there. I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, my God, Sanzaro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could put two and two together when you hear Panda King's voice, like, oh, it's going to be Panda King helping you. Right. But, you know, I, it was still a nice touch. Um, what did you think of the intro? I I thought it was cool. I don't mind the flashback. Some people hated that and they're like, oh, we should have just started with it. But I'm like, I think they wanted to set up who the end villain was. That's why. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think my biggest question, or it just kind of lead me, it led me to question like where the game was headed because all the other Sly games start off in a hub world right away or like, you know, Mm-hmm. And this started off as an instant heist and it wasn't in a world. So you were kind of curious, like, okay, what's next? Like, where is the story headed? I think there was a cut scene that would have made this better. And obviously we can spoil the shit out of it because this is a spoiler review. At this point, this game is well over 15 years old. So, mm-hmm. but I think, and I like the intro, but I think it was missing a cut scene. And there was a Sly Cooper comic that covered like the before of like in, in between Sly two and three. And I think one, that would have made a good intro, but I like the gameplay itself of the intro, but Dr. M was a good villain, but it's like Dr. M could have been a great villain if they did him right. That's my one regret with Sly three is if they, they should have started Sly three with 
and it would have had such an impact. And I know places like Jay's reviews on YouTube talked about this, like, because it's revealed at the end of the game at world six, that Dr. M was the Bentley of their group. Right. Yeah. I was going to save that to world six, but I have to do that to discuss it. Like that you just, instead of showing the, well, you could have still showed McSweeney, but they should have showed Dr. M telling clockwork where Sly's father lived. Right. And that's the connection to the whole series to tie it together of like, cause it would make sense. Cause why did clockwork not kill Sly's dad all along? If he, and it would make sense that he didn't know where Sly's dad lived. Right. Like he knew where he was, like he knew he pulled heist and stuff, but like it would have been such a banger right off the bat to have Dr. M be the one who betrayed Sly's dad and told clockwork where he was, which led to Sly's parents being killed. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about it like that. Like, but... that would have been a banger, like, right mm -hmm. off the bat. That still might have been what happened. It's implied, you know what I mean? Because Clockwork found them somehow, either through McSweeney or through, you know. But yeah. it would have been such – it would have had so much more weight to Dr. M as a villain if it's like, oh, he's the one who got Sly's parents killed. Right. You know, like, I think that would have had such an emotional punch to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think you're right. They kind of expected it to just be implied, but it would have definitely been stronger if it had just been said in a cutscene. Or even in World Six, if they wanted to show that instead of leading off the game with it, having it in World Six show a yeah. cutscene of that's how Clockwork knew where to find them, mm -hmm. which would make sense because he ran with the gang. But anyway, that was the yeah. intro. I like the but kind of like fight right off the bat i kind of like the streamline of teaching you how to play the game you know that way now there's one thing i hated garrett and i mentioned <laughs> it and i put blah in all caps is why in the hell do we have tutorial missions after this mission for which part after you play the intro before you start world one it makes you play two tutorial missions oh yeah in the um What's the, it called? The little warehouse. The hazard there. room. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was, I mean, they didn't do that in any of the other games. And no. despite the hazard room, I feel like Bentley always still explains everything, every mission. Yes. Um, so I have no idea. And they made the first, I know the rest are optional. I know when you're playing as like murray and bentley it's optional to go to the hazard room and learn their moves but the game still makes you play two missions of sly in the hazard room after you've already done the intro level and i'm like why yeah i it killed the pace of the intro that it set off with because i just want to get right into it and it's like <clears throat> two missions mm -hmm. of of here's how you crawl through a space here's how you spire jump and it's like i just had to do this in the intro mission <laughs> Yeah, it's already frustrating when Bentley has to reteach it to you in all the other games. And it's like, okay, you really is like it really that necessary? Like, who doesn't know that X with another X is a double jump in any game? Like, yep. how do you? I don't know. <laughs> and I understand this might be people's first entry in the Sly series, but they did it so well in the intro of the game, like just doing it naturally. Of like Sly, you remember how to spy or jump, right? Like that. <laughs> Instead of oh, here's a tutorial mission of here's how to pickpocket a guard. Here, don't forget, Sly, you can hit triangle and square to do a sneaky sneaky slam. Like oh my god, kill me. Mm -hmm. And it just killed the pace because I think they could have done it so much better, like they did in one, two, and four. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, luckily it doesn't last long, especially no. for people that do know how to play, but it's it, was, what, it was pretty unnecessary. It's like 15 minutes of hell, but then it's the rest of the game is a straight shot, which I like about it. It's 15 yeah. minutes. It's the only part of the game, in my opinion, that drags, mm-hmm. and everything else is like a straight shot sprint. I agree. And then we get into World 1 because we can cover World 1 here too because it goes right into it with Venice. Um, I have here, you have, I like that there's fallout from Murray, that they show mm-hmm. that Murray is no longer a part of the group, that his guilt overrid him. So they're trying to recruit Murray to their group or bring him back. And that leads into Venice to fight Octavio, who's uh, polluting the area, that Murray's on a spirit quest to purge the black water, a.k.a. the oil in the water. And their sole purpose here isn't to stop Octavio, but to recruit Murray. And it kind of just goes hand in hand. They end up having to stop Octavio to get Murray. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead. One of the things that I noticed the most about this world, and I enjoyed this world. I thought it was fun. Nothing against it. But does it not feel too familiar like Dimitri's first world in Paris? Like, because it's Paris, that's why both of them. Yeah, well, I know like both. Before people come at me, like, oh, it's France versus Italy, not even the same country. No, but it has a similar vibe. Yeah, they're both uh, overseas countries that have a similar vibe. Like, I don't know. Like, they just, the atmosphere, the architecture, it just felt like they were trying to, like, like oh here's the first world it's not that important type deal like yeah um, they were I agree I like the missions in this world except for the Murray mission Ooh. I did oh. like that mission though <laughs> you did <laughs> yeah because I mean out of all of Murray's missions like you get to like bounce like as high as you want like I don't know I found it a little fun it is only one time though so I because he's very play. he's a very grounded character like he doesn't really get to jump and then you like get to jump across the top of buildings and yeah you know but um yeah that was one of my biggest takeaways from this world is that it just felt too familiar to the first world of sly 2 and sly 2's first world already felt kind of like one of the weaker worlds because it was small and you know we talked about that so i agree it does feel familiar this is probably the weakest world in the game i would argue playing through them again like mm-hmm. slide three this is the weakest world in the game but i do like the missions in this world with the exception of like i said for me it was the murray ball form but there's so much new in this this structure like i love seeing murray come back we knew that was going to happen and i love the introduction of dimitri that took me by surprise when i first played the game yes that they they were setting that up because you don't really see dimitri again you're like oh we might run into him later and they did like it was tied into that and obviously Carmelita with yet another voice actress. Mm-hmm. It's like a tradition to have a different one each game. I don't like this one as much as Sly 2's. I think Sly 2 and Sly 4 both have a better voice actress than 3's. Yes. But in my opinion, personally, and Sly 1 even, I think, had a better voice actress. I think this one was the weakest of the Carmelitas in terms of voice actress. Mm-hmm. But I do like her mission in this, where they use her to take out Octavio's hitman. <laughs> I- I just remembered something, but go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll remind you in a second. 
Uh, Demurry is, I will say, this is where Garrett, I think, hates this world the most. But my favorite missions in this game, honestly, or the world of World One, is the paint missions where you have to get to the paint, like look at the uh, in the magnifying glass and find the combo. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun. I can tell why Garrett hates this world the most, though. For those of you who don't know, Garrett is an avid Bentley hater. And this <laughs> no, is like yep. Bentley at his no. Exactly. This is Bentley I, at this his is in the entire game. <laughs> It's the reason I started laughing because I'm thinking about the missions and I come across in my head one of the worst if Jeff wants to talk about Murray being the worst mission in this world (laughs) kid you not this is by far the worst mission (laughs) it is a similar setup to what Jeff made fun of in Sly 2 which is uh, World 2's dance off with uh, (laughs) Sly Sly and Neela and then Sly and Carmelita (laughs) so it's essentially like a just dance type game like a rock band whatever where a song is playing you're pressing the buttons and matching the other you know the previous set now Bentley has this mission where you're singing against Octavio and like i said i didn't mind the mission in slide two that was like this but i think because (laughs) (laughs) it was set up in this world with bentley singing (laughs) who goes la 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 oh my god that you know what when we take a cut scene you need to have that as the intro because you didn't have any music I did it this time. I know it just, and you hate that he's swinging his little legs, his little head bob. Oh my god, it's awful. (laughs) It doesn't match up in the remaster either. The PS2 version is slightly better because at least the notes match. Sanzaro did botch that one bad with not in terms of the dance off, but they botched it because the the chords don't match the buttons either. Whereas slide two, at least they match, but the singing's still absolutely atrocious. I know they're making fun of Bentley, but good God, that is. <laughs> yeah, you can't sit here and tell me you enjoyed any part of that versus no, bouncing around on top of buildings. They learned their lesson though, because this does feel like you said, like this feels like slide one or slide two's Dimitri world, but the missions remind me of slide two's uh, second world with Rajan. Like it's like they kind of took the Rajan dance off there, but they combined that with a actual boss fight though. It wasn't just the sing off and you got away. Right. They combined it with the canal chase, which was really fun followed immediately by a boss fight between Murray and Octavia, which I enjoyed quite a bit, which was kind of very similar to the Rajan boss fight, the actual Rajan fight. Yes. But with added elements of tar and stuff like that. And that's the one thing that stands out immediately to me as Sly 3's opening world is yes, I agree. That was very cringy. And Bentley was cringy in this whole mission in general. Because don't forget the fireworks stand mission, which was good for Sly. You gotta run quick enough so you don't blow up. But then he gets jacked by Octavio and he's like, I'll turn you into turtle soup. He's like, I'm allergic to soup or something <laughs> like that. Like, oh Jesus, Bentley. He's so nerdy. <laughs> like, but it's you know, I like the mission at the end between, like I said, you have that followed by the canal chase, followed by the punch out fight. Like it, the boss fights in Sly 3 are better than Sly 2's. Yes. They get better every game, I feel like. I think Sly, well, and we'll cover that in Thieves in Time. Thieves in Time by far has the best boss fights. Not even, yeah. besides besides the finale boss fight, that was a giant whale fart. Aww. It's they well when you hear Sanzaro's interview you'll know why because they were they even they quoted saying they ran out of money 
Mm, okay. So they they work they and I had no doubt in my mind had they had more time or more money they would have made the final boss fight really good because the other ones are fantastic in that game. Mm-hmm. But I do like the boss fights in this game as well. Not as good as four, but definitely better than one and two by far at this yeah. point in the series. Yeah. But yeah, the Carmelina missions are introduced. We get the dialogue trees with the bad Italian accent, which are in costumes, which are new walking around as costumes to get past guards, which you can also use in the hub world as well. Um, they kind of get a little annoying when you have, when you run into like three guards in a row un- unintentionally and it makes you go through three sequentially, but it's, it's like three button prompts. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I like the paint missions. Like I said, those are the ones that stood out to me. Is there anything else from world one that you liked or touched on? Or like I said, I like mm. Octavio as a boss, like, I think that's about it. I think one of the strongest parts for me was just that Murray had an interesting story coming into the game. So it wasn't just like the typical, the gangs here type deal. It's like, no, we have something that we have to work at to kind of make back to normal. Yeah. The development of Murray was really good in this game, in my opinion, better than one and two in my opinion of Murray. They really did a good job with Murray. Yeah. Uh, the development and it, it was realistic given the dark ending of slide two of Bentley's paralyzed. Murray has doubt of mm-hmm. his ability where he was overconfident in slide two and he's very much more grounded in slide three. Yeah. Cause he feels guilty, but, and then we get into world two, which I remember hating when I first played it. And when you look on YouTube and stuff, a lot of people hate this world, but playing hmm. through it again, Garrett, I actually kind of like it. <laughs> I don't hate like it. it it's still like it's the Australian outback. It's a lot of minor 49ers and stuff <laughs> like that. But I do like the missions in this game though, or in this world. Yeah. No, I like this world a lot just because it's so different than any other world that Sly has done as a series so far. And it has one of my favorite missions in the game, which is the lemonade brawl. Oh God. The lemonade chug off. And I know I like, I hate it. I like the, the scorpion, Bentley. the scorpion ones, like out in the field. Um, yeah, the Carmelita, where she's really large, like that. Shadow really of the Classes style, which was once again right around when Shadow of the Classes came out. So it was like, and it's not as large as World One was. It's a little bit more narrow, but it is a more memorable world. I think. I think it's a better world than One still. The introduction mm-hmm. of the guru, which Murray hints to of who was his teacher, because Murray wants to be, you know, reclamated and give up his training so he can head out with the gang and help slide this one last time. Yeah, but, this is honestly, and I'm sure I've told you this before, but my first very, very memory of seeing or hearing about Sly Cooper series was this uh, was this world. You were playing the demo, and I remember seeing you be the guru and kind of shaking the stick and then becoming a tumbleweed. And yep. I started, I was like, oh, that's cool. It, Yeah. And I remember you saying like, this is a, the guru is really cool with his powers and it further gets expanded in China as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like this world a lot personally. I know people poop on the missions. I like feeding the gator miners. I like all the missions are different in this as well. The paraglider is purchasable now. So instead of having to wait till nearing like the halfway point of slide two, you get in a world two here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his gameplay. I like the combination of the missions between the three of them as well. Uh, like I said, the lemonade brawl is my all time favorite because you get to see it's like a good old bar, bar fight. 
and you get to see all three of them. The only complaint I had, I know some people had it, I kind of just took it and rolled with it, is a lot of people hated the Mask of Dark Earth as a villain. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it kind of just is there. It's meant to be an arch enemy of the Guru, but you don't really see animosity between the Guru and it. Like, right. I wish you would have seen it more like in a Kuaku Uka Uka style, like more animosity between, you know what I mean, the Guru and it, but yeah, I'm fine with it because it's more the guru is the star of the world. They're really going there to get the guru. Right. It's more mythical. It's kind of like, a, you know, it, it's just kind of a, in line with the guru's kind of background and beliefs type deal. And once again, the world, the final boss fight still fun with Carmelita of mm-hmm. having to drive away from her and outrun her and then climb up her and knock the mask off. Like, it, it's still a fun boss fight. Yeah, it's just the mask of dark earth is kind of, but like you said, as a character, <laughs> like as a villain, quote unquote. But you're there more so for the guru, who I think is one of the better side characters in the game. Yeah, it's kind of like um, slide two's world two, where like there's not really a boss fight, but the world is still yes. one of my favorites. It still has a huge impact. And I think that's it for like the first two worlds. And that's why we can kind of breeze through slide three really quick because there's really only five worlds, six if you include mm-hmm. the final world. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Was there anything you wanted to add? Because I was going to say we take a break because world three is my favorite world in the game, if not the whole freaking series. I love giving attention to that world. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. So we could take a quick break then because once I get on this rant, Garrett, of world three, and it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. but. This is one of my favorite worlds for, and that's Holland with the airplanes, but or the flight tournament. But yeah, we'll take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk about the, the remaining three worlds in Sly. Okay. And if you don't know, that's the line that Garrett is referring to. Why is it so glitchy when he sings? That's awful. I'm going to take a picture of Bentley with his little happy dance and put it right as the cover for this episode podcast. I should just do it right on the cover. Like, what? They have like voice actors. I don't know why. It's like, uh, 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 like. (laughs) It's like they like glitched him out or something. They did. I think it's definitely yeah. It's definitely glitchy and awful, cringy. You're right. It sucks. <laughs> it's only weighed out luckily by the canal chase and the boss fight. But thank you. You were right about that one. <laughs> so we covered the first two worlds. So far, so good. Now we're getting to the banger, and in my opinion, this is where the game like hits a sprint pace and it it hooks me for the rest of the way. Like. I really, really, really like Holland. I think it has a combination. I think it has the best structure of missions in the game besides the final world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each character gets great missions. The Guru gets a good one. Bentley does. We see conversation gameplay expanded from the world one. And you get some really funny moments there. Uh, Dimitri makes his appearance again and helps them get the flight roster. We see a return of my favorite, or not favorite, but a good villain of Mugshot which is a surprise. And Mm -hmm. I just like the aesthetic of it, Garrett. You get the medieval castle of the Black Baron. You get the little Dutch views of like the windmills and the little crooks and canal. And then you also get the small town 
you know, which has like a, I almost said Amsterdam, but like a, uh, I forgot the one city in uh, Canada that it's got like, like a ski resort. You know what I mean? Oh, like it has yeah. all three of them. And I just love the aesthetic of this world. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And you get a little bit of a flashback from your favorite world in slide two with the bear. This time it's a wolf, yep. which is kind of cool. <clears throat> and it's a good compilation of the guru plus Bentley of mm-hmm. having the trank dart it and then having the guru hack it and kill the guards. Like that's a fun mission. Um, Airplane combat is absolutely fantastic. That's the highlight, in my opinion, of the of the world. Yep, it's better than what Crash Warp did. It aged pretty well. Um, I like the uh, Frame Team Iceland and Belgium missions. I know some people hated that with rowing the stupid boat. Oh felt- yeah, that was a little tough, but it was fun. I thought it was fun. It was still I thought different. it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like. It. I think it was fun. I love the defense tower missions with uh, Mugshot, including the boss fight with Carmelita. Mugshot was good. Like every mission just felt on point. Mm-hmm. And Bentley insulting Mugshot is still one of my favorite things. When he's like, "You really got nothing nice to say? <laughs> That's cool." And you got Bentley just sitting there staring him down. I also like. I obviously raved about worlds in slide two when this the hideout was kind of secluded from you know major traffic areas and this world does that which was nice but yep i like and i what i didn't notice and i put a parentheses i love the black baron's castle which had medieval vibes with the catapults on the top and i think that's like a Mm -hmm. i didn't pay attention to it until playing through the series again uh but there's like major wink wink hint hint for sly four yes and that car, it shows that Penelope clearly has a fascination with the medieval times because of her aesthetic there. Mm-hmm. But it turns out Penelope is the Black Baron. Uh, that she was, she did that to get into the competition at an earlier age, which also hint hint for Sly Four. She's used to wearing disguises and costumes. Like everything's kind of wink winking there. Yeah. But I like the mission as a whole. I even like the Black Baron boss fight. He's kind of cheesy when he says ho ho ho. When he tries to tackle you, but I do like the boss fights still. I like the airplane fights, and like I said, it has a great aesthetic, and I think all of them have good missions. Yeah, I didn't have any complaints on this world, to be honest. Even the Black Baron, I think, was a cool boss. Uh, yeah. You can count Mugshot as the villain if you wanted to, really. But oh, I like- and I liked I liked the uh, flashback to slide two. So like when you're in, uh... oh, what's her name? The Contessa's worlds, like when you're in the caves, there's some missions with Bentley where you have booby trap type missions yep. where, and mm-hmm. in this world, you get that in one of the airplane hangars, which is really fun. I think Absolutely. those are really cool missions. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And I think this is my favorite when we can cover it at the end of the episode, but I think this is my favorite world in the whole series. Okay. So it it's, it's up there. It's competition. I have my top three in the whole series and playing through the whole series again. I definitely, I think it cemented those top three, but this one um, is uh, tied at number two for me. Ooh, so even you have a high. Uh huh. Even Garrett. Yep, I have no problem picking a top one for this game. Oh, Slide right. two, there is so many; it was just hard. Slide two is really hard, yeah. So that I think that's all I got for World Three. Like mm-hmm. I like, like I said, Carmelita even gets a good role. She has one mission, but it's really cool. I like the mugshot fight. I like it more than I liked her with the uh, world one. So she's everything's expanded upon from worlds one and two. 
Yeah, and I like the blimp missions too. Like that's really high jump, being which is like air. a throwback to slide too as well. With the final mission with like the mega jump. Yeah, and you don't get a mega jump, but you've got to glide from spot to spot, which is like reminiscent of slide too. Um, but yeah, and then like I said, Penelope joins your team. She kind of is a little bit of a disappointment. I like her as a character. <laughs> But I don't yeah. like her missions because it's kind of like RC missions. Like, okay, kind of Bentley do this. I know they're saying she's a much more skilled, quote-unquote, RC pilot. But it's like mission-wise, she kind of is the same as Bentley. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, I like I said, I don't – I have no complaints against this world. But I know you did not like Contessa's boss fight where you're up on top of the blimp, you know, where yep. she's making you dizzy. Mm-hmm. Part of – and maybe it's just because both of these boss fights were in the air, but part of – this boss fight from Flight of Fancy um, reminded me of that. It's a good analogy. I think it, it does it's, remind it's me an, of Contessa. It's, it's better narrow... than Contessa, but it's very similar. Yes, it's kind of like yeah. the slide two boss fight. So move out of the way and slap them with your stick. Move out of the yeah. way, slap them with your like versus slide it's, one and two's boss fights, which were not like that at all. Or not the, slide one and two's the world's one and two. I mean, it's yeah. the fact that you have very narrow playing ground to kind of battle on. Yeah. I think it's still better than the Contessa's fight, but yes, I I hundred percent agree with you. Like I didn't even realize that that was a good point you brought up because now I see it. Like I totally see it being a Contessa fight, but modified. Yeah. But so then we get to World Four, which I think with China. And at first, when I saw that we were going back to China, I'm like, uh, my favorite. And your favorite, like the oh, <laughs> the world. Yeah. I like. I do like this world a lot. I think this has the best boss fight in the game. Like. God, that rooster fight is good. Like it mm-hmm. has a villain by the name of General Tao, who's a rooster. Yeah, that's a great now, name for a great name. When now doesn't this start off with kind of like an intro world with Panda King? Yes. Okay. You have to climb and find your whole team up there to break him out of meditative state. So, and that's its own separate world. Yes, where you yeah. gotta kind of get the team and have them all work together to get up there. Mm-hmm. And then it's a throwback to Sly One's boss fight, where you redo that boss fight. Yeah, and I thought that was how really correctly you get the question. Yeah, I think it was I will a- say for some reason when I played this last time, I could not figure out how the hell to get up on top of the hill to get to the <laughs> King. It took me like 15, 20 minutes to figure it out. I'm like, okay, no, I'm not stupid. I know I've played this game twice before. Like, no, it's definitely a little bit of a when you got to hit the little things and have him go spinning like yeah, Bentley and stuff, yeah. it's fine. But yeah, with Sly, I struggled for a bit too getting him up. Everybody else was up, no problem. But so I heard you say this is your favorite world. A lot of people would agree with you, by the way. A lot of people like this world a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's large. It's very expansive. I like the atmosphere of it, especially kind of like you said, the guru gets a new power with being able to levitate. Yeah, it's very good. So being able to like climb across the top in of this world in midair was like that was really fun for me. Um, I thought this boss fight was phenomenal. Oh, um, so good! The it was fight so di- it was so different than any of the other Sly Cooper boss fights, and I feel like he was one of he was kind of like the Contessa for me, like he was like the baddest boss. Like he was definitely the most intimidating for me. Yes. Um, I thought the temples were really cool. The RC mission was really fun. Breaking into the temple was really cool. And then also using Bentley's, uh, 
what's it, his grapple cam to kind of like, yep. oh my God, like, see, I'm over here raving about this world compared no, to. No, you should, because I've been raving about the whole game so far. So I've been. It I've was like, so. You know, me- it's just so yeah. memorable to me. And then you're like rescuing his daughter. So, like, that's the part of it. Yeah, this world really was definitely my number one for sure. It's so good with the. Um, I love the plot twist of General Sal stealing the computer. Mm-hmm. And they have to think on the fly. But yes, the midway boss fight you thought when you got to fight midair in the bamboo, like that is just, that's the best boss fight in the game, I agree. Yeah. Uh, even the dragon at the finale wasn't bad either. It wasn't, wasn't quite as good as the General Sal fight, but it's still really good. Like this game's boss fights for this world alone was like, okay, at this point, this is the best boss fights in the game up yeah. until this point. Like, and people no, still rave about the detail fight. Like, everyone still says it's one of the best fights in the series. And there were layers to it, too. So you start off on the ground, and then you work your way up to the air. Yes, and you get the Panda King, who I think is a cool add-on. I think mm-hmm. this game's theme is, and it's stressed with the Panda King, is forgiveness. Like, Sly 1 had the theme of revenge, of, like, Sly avenging his parents, revenge, revenge. I think Sly 3's theme is forgiveness you know what i mean like bent murray has to forgive himself for what happened to bentley bentley forgives murray sly and panda king have to forgive each other Mm -hmm. and it's like the heroes of the story slash are the people who are willing to forgive and move on and the villains of the game are not willing to forgive and move on right like Dr. M can't forgive Sly's dad. The what's it called? The original boss there, Octavio, can't forgive people for harassing him at a youth. Like, you know what I mean? Like they all are villains of like they can't move on. Right. And I think it's a good theme to that, which is an opposite of Sly Ones. Totally agreed. And it has the hardest mission, I think, in the Sly Cooper series with goddamn protecting Murray from the stupid van. <laughs> yes, that is that so mission hard. is a bear <laughs> but that's part, that's part of why i like this world too because there's a variety of missions they weren't always yeah. easy no um especially when your bullets can hurt murray you're like oh shit yeah so no i i prop i give props to this world um i think that's all i had for that mission like you yeah. said i love the final heist of them all working together collaboratively to steal general child slash get him arrested by super fun Carmelita like that 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 mission structure was a banger and like you said I think this world reflects of slide three at its highs and in this world I remember you're able to get a power up that was really fun for me I just can't recall which power was it the invisibility one or yeah maybe where you stand still and you're invisible I think that was one of the powers might have been yeah there's a couple other ones Bentley had some good ones in this one he could use um yeah that's pretty much it I love that world. Agreed. And then that takes us to another world, which I absolutely, absolutely adore, which is the pirate world. The music of this world is so freaking good. <laughs> Very Pirates of the Caribbean, like... Oh, yeah, you know, like... <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's you not my least not favorite. You, you have... Uh, Garrett's out for blood. Garrett's like, fuck that shit. In the <laughs> no, it's not... It's not a lot my of people least actually do hate this world, by the way, because they did hate the boat missions and stuff. I liked this world a lot. I th- thought the missions were really fun. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong, a raccoon running through the desert and a raccoon running through 
blizzard bluffs of Canada like was very different but to me a, the raccoon running in the beach theme was just like it was very it was like out of place but it didn't necessarily bother me to that point where I didn't like it I think it was more so and I've told you this before this was one world that I always had a hard time kind of navigating because it's got a lot going on in it yes I mean it makes sense because it's definitely very realistic in terms of like the piratey beach vibe and everything is very well developed and like uh stage crew type wise like it's very set up very nicely and realistic it was just like for some reason, I couldn't get a grasp on like finding my way around as easily as I did in some of the other worlds. I think this game, the world, this is the most diverse world I put in my notes in the series, I think, in terms of out there. Because it does so many things new, like the treasure hunt sequence where you got to do paces. The yes, ship that battle. was my, one of my favorite like memorable missions of this one was following the treasure map. Like That was really cool. Right. The pirate talk, which is expanded upon, but the pirate talk is absolutely hilarious that you can call an old geezer a whale fart. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Like, and I think the crusher part was good. The treasure hunt I put. This is the most diverse world in the series, and I think I put this in my notes, too. If it doesn't necessarily, I agree with you on this front, I personally love it, but I can see why people don't like it because it doesn't fit Sly Cooper. It doesn't fit, like, the Cooper universe. Right. But, but then again, like, it's... It doesn't necessarily have to because Sly is really just going to these places because he has to in order to, you know. Yes. So it, it makes sense. It's not that it's out of place. It just feels. I think this was their most experimental. Like, I feel like this was sucker punch. Like, we really wanted to make a pirate game, but we're going to go forward with samurais and superheroes. But here, we'll do a Sly world to right. show what we could have done. And it was absolutely fantastic. I do like Dimitri being a playable character here with the underwater part. Mm-hmm. you get an introduction to him i like dimitri sections personally i thought i wouldn't because underwater levels in gaming usually sucks yeah. but i think it's fun in this one like yeah, i said really i like cool. lafui as a villain i think he's my favorite villain in this one. Oh, okay i like lafui personally and i like the penelope beats him at the end and he bentley nails himself a girlfriend mm-hmm and I'd like the growth of Bentley in this too, of navigating with Bentley. And I know Garrett's going to hate this mission with Bentley trying to pretend to be a parrot. Um, I actually <laughs> did. I didn't, I didn't mind that one actually. I, oh, that was kind of fun. Like, I think this world has had the most humor to it, which I love. It didn't take itself seriously. Like when yes. you had to navigate the, the blind dude with the monkeys, he's like, Oh, tree herders. A hundred percent. It was definitely hum. It had a lot of humor to it, which was cool. I like maybe it. that's why it felt so different to me and it didn't it wasn't my favorite but i definitely appreciate it the crusher fight was good the fleas fight was good i think lafley was the most intimidating in terms of a brain battle to give bentley a run for his money because most of the villains up until this point have been kind of except for general sal general sal and the flea were actually smart the other villains were kind of big block dumb head like big dumb blockheads you know what i mean like muscle bound yeah. Or these villains are both very intelligent and pushed Bentley. And I think this game is setting up a theme of how, the importance of how much the gang would be screwed without Bentley. Right. And as good as Sly is to the gang with Penelope being attracted to him and stuff and Murray obviously getting him out of situations time and time again. And they showed this in slide two, but they really stick it down your throat in slide three that without Bentley, they would be screwed. Yeah. The Bentley probably is the one that keeps them that makes them so good. 
he's like the guy that takes him over the top. And they're hinting at it on purpose because obviously Dr. M was, you know, Dr. M is a brain villain as well. Mm-hmm. And they're showing, they're hinting at that for the final world, which is world six. Right. Is there anything you wanted to cover on world five before we get into the final world? I feel bad saying it's world six because it, it is world six, but it's kind of like it's structured differently than the other worlds. No, I think I'm good. So I like the pirate one. That's one of my favorites too. That's in my top five of all time of the group, but world six, like I said, Garrett, I think we, you and I both talked, this is the best final world in the series. In my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, going back to the Island where the game picks up. It just kind of, it puts all the puzzle pieces together and it's just fun. You know me, I'm a, I'm a fiend and a sucker for the ancestors and this final. Oh world. yeah. Just yep. like makes you want like everything you wanted to know about the ancestors and the previous two games, like you get a taste of more of that in the final world. And I think that's so fun. And maybe that's why I love Sly for the best because I'm obsessed with the ancestors, but. I think you get a good hint of it in this game. And I think this world starts off right with obviously Sly getting about to get killed. He obviously gets broken free by Penelope and or not Penelope, uh, Carmelita and them saving him. Um, I like the growth in this world too. And it then revealed that Dr. M was the Bentley of Sly's group mm-hmm. and that he holds animosity because Sly's dad didn't appreciate him the way Sly appreciates Bentley. And it's like, well, the difference being is Dr. M and McSweeney were just coworkers to Sly's dad. Right. They were acquaintances. They were, that's it. They worked together on heist, which was common for most thieves. Whereas Sly, they were his family. Bentley and Murray are his family and friends so that he would never treat them the way Sly, and he even admits, which is such a good character for Dr. M that he even admits that Sly is different than his dad. Yeah. At first he says, you're just like your father, but then at the end, he's like, I was never treated that way. Like Sly treats you. Like he admits that Sly treats Bentley way better than Sly's dad treated him. Yep. And to me, this world had some very difficult uh missions like the one when you're in the water trying to dodge the mine oh god that's a tough fight so difficult and then when you're on the rocks trying to dodge um dr m stuff i think or maybe it's yep that's the sky the white whale boss or the sly biplane yeah Uh, rc car along the pipe some of those really crank up the difficulty and I like that this is, in my opinion, how you do a final world. It's a straight shot like Sly 1, but it's not It's not like Sly 2. It's not like Sly 1's either, where it's got all these missions. It does have a world. It's just not a hub to run around in. Right. There is a base of operations to go back and buy stuff. But for the most part, it is a straight shot like Sly 1, but done so much better than even Sly 2 or Sly 4 did in the mm-hmm. final world of its each mission is really fun. I just listened to the shark, the guru, like they all have a mission at the end and it's all really well done in my opinion. Yeah. And Dr. M boss fight at the end with Murray Bentley and Sly all working together is really good. And then Carmelita at the end, like that's all a really good fight. Yeah. It's the teamwork, you know, like it makes it much different than the typical boss fight. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. <laughs> sure does. But I, I agree with you. I love the ending of this series. I think Sly 2 had a dark ending, 
and left, you knew they were making another one. I love the ending of Sly 3, and I kind of wish – part of me, I understand why they made Sly 4, and I'm glad they did because I'm obsessed with the series. But Sly mm-hmm. 3 ends it on such a good note with Sly faking amnesia to be with Carmelita, Bentley being with Penelope, getting his after, and how he inherits the Cooper vault. Sly gives it to him. He gives it to him and Murray because then you see him and Penelope developing the safe code to like block and protect the Cooper vault. Yeah. And Murray gets his happily ever after where he completes his training and then he goes back to race car driving. Like they all get their happy ever afters. And like I said, I love that they do find a way to get Sly and Carmelita together. And I love the growth by Sly at the end to be like, yeah, I just don't want to be a thief anymore. I don't need all this treasure. I wanted to because I wanted to honor my ancestors, but I don't mm-hmm. need it. I want to be with Carmelita. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. The vault, the vault was definitely my favorite mission in this world. Oh, the platforming sections of it were fantastic, too. Yeah, it was super interesting. Every part of the vault was different, um, you know, for specific reasons, which fans know why. But So I think we're approaching the end now. We've covered all six worlds. Uh, We'll give our final thoughts and stuff, but because we got about like six or seven minutes here before we have to go to break or give it one last thing. Um, What is your favorite boss like we did in slide two what is your favorite boss and what are you can list three if you want with your favorite one what are your three favorite boss what's your favorite boss and what's your favorite world i think it's probably going to be the same for you for the same one <laughs> yeah it's um definitely oh what's it called um the cold alliance world in yep. china yeah and then i'm assuming your favorite boss is also uh what's his name mr rooster there general Tao. yeah yeah i'd say so I think my favorite world, you already know it for me, my favorite world is still uh, Flight of Fancy in mm-hmm. Holland. And my favorite boss is also General Sao. In terms of personality, it's Lafui, But in terms of boss fight, it's definitely General Sao. Right. And it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, I think. And this game does such a better job of the boss fights. but No, I'd say we're pretty, pretty equal on our opinions for this one. But yeah, I think this is a good time to cut to break. We only got about five, ten minutes left in the episode anyway, but just to make sure I don't have to cut you off in the middle of your final thoughts. Uh, when we come back, we'll give our final thoughts over our review of slide three, and we'll send everyone home. back and that is the title sequence i think they uh for the music was slide three i love the clarinet in the background that's what drives it for me Mm -hmm. but so we covered all the worlds garrett we covered favorite boss favorite world what we liked about slide three now it's just time to put it all together for some final thoughts uh you can go first if you want what are your thoughts on slide three as an overall whole now so a lot of this a lot of this may sound like repeat information after you know our reviews and what we've talked about so far but i do have to say the game has aged very well compared to the other ones um maybe that's because it's one of the more recent ones but i think playing this game again um and taking it taking it in by itself without any of the other games kind of comparing it to this game really stands out compared to some of the other Sly games. And I 
really appreciate the fights, the setup of this. I think the story is very strong. The worlds are still very true to Sly Cooper and are probably my favorite thing about this game series in general um, is just the world setups and how attached you become to the worlds and the aesthetic of them and how they function. And then um, I think it does a fairly, even though there was no plan for Thieves in Time to come out at this point, I think thinking or, you know, at the time knowing this was going to be the last game, I appreciate that they finally did give you some idea of what the ancestors were like, because like I said, that was one of the driving factors for me. It's just like the culture of the Sly Cooper series. Like Mm -hmm. you hear about little hints of them and you see little comic, you know, cut scenes of them and you just are dying to know more. So I love that this game kind of wrapped up with more detail on that part. Yep. So, you know, overall I, I'm, I'm not questioning my overall ranking necessarily, but maybe, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's kind of like ranking the slide to worlds. Like there's so many good pieces and components of each world that it's hard to really, you know, pick a favorite or let alone a second favorite, third favorite. Yep. But yeah, this, this is definitely one of my favorite games. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you and I both were pooping on slide three when we first played. I know. Of, and and I, I don't think either of us realized how much we liked this one until now, honestly. Agreed. I like this one a lot. Um, like you said, we'll do series review at the end of like, and at the end of the day, I think how I pick which one I like the most is like what makes a Sly Cooper game a Sly Cooper game and p- figuring out which of the four does it the best. Good point. But, it, I agree with you. All four of these games are good. You really can't go wrong with all four of them. Um, besides slide one, the <laughs> slide one's bad, but in terms of, I think the other three stand out more. So, I mean, it was the first one and it was yeah. the earliest, like you, you can't really expect too much out of it, you know? No, I agree. Um, I agree with you hundred percent at the time I gave slide three a nine, which was half a point lower than slide two. Um, I think slide three has gained a lot of ground on slide two in my opinion, because slide two definitely has the definitive story in the series and the characters, but slide mm-hmm. three literally does everything else on another level at this point before playing slide four. Yeah. Like slide three has the better gameplay. Slide three has the better villain or boss fights, not villains per se, although it's close. Like I like slide twos. I, I like the characterization of Clockle and all them more, but I do like slide threes. Dr. M as a concept is good and refreshing to not have it just be clockwork. Yeah, like, I love his concept of it. He could have been the best villain in the series had they done him better, but I think yeah. his character and it was just more detail. Him as a character was fantastic. His motivation, mm-hmm. good. Everything made sense to be, you know, I just wish they would have went into more detail on it. But like you said, I love the Cooper Vault at the end. It has great platforming. It has better platforming sections than Sly 2 does, even when it's at I feel like Sly 3's problem is a lot of people see the diversity of slide three at its highest is the best in the series and its lows are some of the lower in the series. Yeah. And I think we used to bash on it for being much shorter than slide two, but honestly now sitting here thinking about it, um, I think if it were any, like it makes sense why it's shorter because despite being shorter than slide two, it really is jam packed with a lot of stuff. Like you have slide two, uh, villains and enemies 
and Sly One all jam-packed into each of the six different worlds. And there's just a lot of content that's really brought into, you know, each part of the game. So it, it, it really isn't as short as it used to feel. I think it's when you come off playing slide two and then you're like, Oh, that was such a good long game. And then you play slide three and you're obviously rushing it because you're a fan. Um, But now it makes sense to me and I, I wouldn't necessarily bash on it for being, you know, how long it is or how short it is. I think like you said, and I, I completely understand watching this now and playing through it again. I'm glad I played through the series again because slide three was my number two in my rankings. I could definitely see why some people have this ranked as the best in the series. I can yeah. see it because of the, it is the best. It, to me, this is the, besides Thieves in Time, those two games best are Sly Cooper fan games, quote unquote, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like they give most of what makes Sly Cooper, you know, Sly Cooper. But, I'm definitely going to say Sly Cooper 3 has grown the most on me. Sly 2 is still fantastic, by the way, but it has aged. Like, the story still holds up, and the <laughs> game still – I know Garrett's laughing because Sly 2 is only my second favorite game of all freaking time. I watch it be Sly 3 at the end of the day. Like, Jesus. This is why we replay games, though. Yeah. Because nostalgia does blind you. It happens with your movies. It happens with music. It happens with the media. That's why some people who say – like Pokemon Red and Blue, for example, is their favorite game of all time. I'm like, have you played Red and Blue recently? Well, no, no, I, yeah, I did like 10 years ago and I played it again. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes nostalgia blinds you. Yeah, I completely agree. But so next week, we're so our final thoughts are like I said, Garrett and I both like this a lot more. I would say this game was a nine when I first gave it a grade. I probably would say it's right there with slide two now, like the nine and a half. I think it's like right there tied wise. Um, I'll match, you, I'll match you on that because this review has kind of really opened up my eyes to it. So I agree. See, Gary and I both like it more. It's gonna be fun to have to rank these games again. I'm gonna want to cry because it's gonna be so <laughs> freaking tough. I'll have a. I'll We're have gonna a, have to part from our um our loyalty to we probably the series, will. We which will. is fine. It's not like you're abandoning any part of the series. It's just. I think I have a, like a ranking system I want to do too. Like we're gonna rank. Okay, what game do we four think three two the one best villains? <laughs> <laughs> what villains do we think is the best? What one do we think? And how dare you with two? But I, you know, it's funny. It's two might be my third favorite, but it's all sunny then too. Who fuck? Oh yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, you know, it it honestly should be ranked that way. If if Sanzaru and um, Sucker Punch, you know did it how it should be every game that comes out after the previous should technically be better yeah if so. they do it the way they want just like movies you're hoping the sequel is better than the original and you because right. you're building upon it right but, yeah i think slide three right now is right up there with slide two which i never thought i would say five years ago version of me is punching me right now and mm-hmm. saying what is wrong with you but it's like like you said it depends on what you like um but yeah, I highly recommend it to people who have not played it. Just a reminder, like I said, we did just play Slide 3. You are going to have two weeks to play Slide Thieves in Time because next week I will be doing the review of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, and then the following week, Thieves in Time, Garrett and I will be talking about. So you guys, for those who have been following along in the retro games, we are going to do Slide Thieves in Time next. Uh, I did put up a poll for what game to do afterward. I'm doing the Mass Effect series. Um so that'll be nobody's gonna want to play that one with me, but <laughs> that one I'm gonna have to sucker down and do it myself. But um, yeah, other than that, like I said, we'll have Ratchet and Clank next week. Garrett will be back on in two weeks to do Slide Thieves in Time, and then Garrett and I will do a Slide Series review where we'll go down, hash it out, break friendships, breaking 
know, have some <laughs> screaming of how we rank them. We'll have a fun way, though. Instead of, oh, what do you think is number one? We'll have to break it down of like, okay, which series has the best visual style? Which one has the best music? Which one has the best boss fights? Which one has the best story? You know what I mean? Like, which and breaking it down that way. Because I think that's the fair way to open our eyes or have some way fair way of determining how we rank them. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, thanks again, Garrett, for coming on. Any final words, thoughts, whatever? Um, get excited for Thieves in Time, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. But <laughs> thanks again for coming out. Remember, everyone, you can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this. In addition, we have our own Facebook page, Geeks You Watch Football. You can also follow me at uh, Twitter. I am at Mad Titan 1018. Thanks again, Garrett, for coming on, and thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>